to the Friend First podcast. This is Wandia. And this is Shiko. And thank you for joining us for another episode. As usual, we'll start with um, a little reading of something that uh, touched Wandia. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'm currently reading If Beale Street Could Talk. And oh, there's a movie. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, okay. And there's, uh-huh. there's quite a bit of hype. So me, I was like, ah. Actually, I was told by someone uh, about the movie to see even the, the trailer. Then I was like, actually, there's a book. So I was very inspired after watching the, the little trailer. So it's by James Baldwin. And I really love his books because he has a lovely way with words. And so this is just a very tiny section as I was reading. His face was bigger than the world. His eyes deeper than the sun. More vast than the desert. All that had ever happened since time began was in his face. Oh, that's I a know. very good... Um, that's deep, <laughs> man. That's deep. It makes you think about that face. Like, what yeah. face could he be describing that... That face. Looks like that. You know right. what I mean? Or makes you feel that way. Yeah, so full, so wholesome. And I was just like, whew. This, so this is... Uh, this is between uh, the two two characters who are in a relationship. So it's like a, a love story. Mm-hmm. And the way she describes him, oh my God. Is that what <laughs> it, love it is, just, you guys? It just made me realize, damn girl, have you ever felt... Exactly, I was about to say, like, have you ever felt that way? Like, have you ever looked at someone and felt that way about yeah, their like, face? I'm just like, woo. I feel very, you know, young and fresh after reading this. And, and the interesting part is they're very, very young. But of course, this is now James Baldwin, mm. Baldwin's words. But he really brings to life this, you know, this budding relationship. Mm-hmm. And oh, I can't wait to read more. Uh, of course, the different segments and oh, yeah. I think I'm really enjoying it. Is yeah. this the point where I confess I've not read James Baldwin? <laughs> I mean, I started Giovanni's Room. I've not finished. Oh I God, started I Native Son. I haven't that. finished. <laughs> I know you loved it. I follow you on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was just... Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's those ones for different books, different people. It's like the Haruki... Murakami. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, it came with a disclaimer <laughs> that Norwegian Wood was the one that I liked. Yeah. That is the one I liked for sure. I, uh, you know. Actually, it's, uh, I don't think it, it was even you who recommended. I think I was talking to someone else and then they were like, actually, this, this guy is a really famous he uh, is writer. Then also at that point, I was thinking about you know traveling to Japan. Mm. I wanted to get cherry blossom tattoo. Japan 2020 for yeah, the Olympics. Exactly. Okay, uh huh. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, Shiko has put it out there. Let's go, people. Let us go. Let's pay those tickets. <laughs> yeah. If, if you start saving as soon <laughs> as you hear baby. this podcast, we can make it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Um, so today we're going to have a conversation about social media and this idea that some of our personas seem very accessible and people may have this idea of us, but you know, it's, you know, it's not always a hundred percent. 
we always hear this this phrase of, oh, I know her in person and she seems like a very different person or she seems nice. Yet maybe on Twitter, it's, you know, a different person that, you know, comes to light. Mm-hmm. So how do you think, how do you handle yourself on social media? Um, so there's this idea of how you curate yourself on social media because Mm -hmm. the truth is no one is seeing 100% of anyone even those people who vlog on YouTube their daily lives and whatever we are still not getting you know to see this person so I feel like uh, as the consumers Mm -hmm. there are those of us who have uh, unmerited expectations Mm -hmm. of uh, how someone should is, not should be, how someone is just because we consume what it is that they put out. Okay, so like for me, I don't have a big digital footprint because I am not on Facebook, my Twitter is on private and I'm on hiatus at the moment. Uh, My Snapchat, I only have like six people and I don't even use it anymore like I did before. I know we're all on IG. And then I have two IG accounts. One is the one where my family is and I post pictures of myself. And then I have the public account where I I mostly have it because of IG stories. So I was thinking about my IG stories because I I follow like people who are digital influencers and I see how they do their IG stories where mm-hmm. it's very uh you can tell like it's a curated um, part of their life, like they because they have to do this for a job. There's no way I believe that this is how they are, you know, in real life. Okay, I know social media is real life, but do you get what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, um, and maybe I'm not even answering your question, but what I'm saying no, is... No, I'm getting how you handle yes, your social media yes. profiles. Yeah. So for, m- for me, it's like, oh, this is something interesting. I'm going to take a picture and say something about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm reading this and I want to share. Or I've had this thought and now that I'm not on Twitter, I'll share it on Instagram, you so know, like, like that. Something that comes out to me is why do you have different, you know, like your IG profiles? Uh, you say this one is for your family, where your family is. So, like, why why do you feel the need to, like, have this split type of, like, content that you give to this IG plat- um, account and this other IG account is, like, different? Because I don't, I've just, ever since I've been on social media, I've just never put my face out there. Yeah. I, I, like, I'll meet people off social media, I'll do all those things, but I just, I've just never been... <laughs> a big person on posting my pictures on social media. So I'm very free to share what I'm doing or what I'm looking at or what I'm listening to, but I won't show you my face. But then on 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 the other hand, I have all this family that's out of the country and I just want to curate moments. Um, with my my friends, my family here, what we are doing. Oh, I went here. Mm-hmm. Our today is my wedding anniversary, so I post a picture on yeah. my, you know, the other IG account that I just don't. I ignore yeah. requests to follow. But yeah, so that's. I I think it's wrong for people who assume that they know you just because they've read your tweets or yeah, they've exactly. they follow you on IG and so they know that I eat, you know. 
um, morning glory conflicts or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just put it on IG, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's just something I thought that was interesting to put out. Mm. And for me, I feel like it's very different from those who are digital influencers versus those who are just... It's like a diary. I don't know how else to put it. It's like yeah, a diary. Us guys. <laughs> yeah. For us, it's like, yeah, this is my diary. Yes. Gather around and listen to my innermost thoughts. I know. I'm sharing a part <laughs> of my life with you. Yeah. You know, why don't you, you know, join me on this journey? And yeah. um, I think now that being on social media is a job, there's as consumers, you know, we sit back and look at these people who do it as a job and they keep telling us, they, oh, this is authentic content and this is... But now that's where my issue comes in where I'm like, is it really authentic if you're being paid to do it? But you still want the authentic badge mm. on it even yeah. though it has this other added... Mm you know, thing on it. But even before we get there, how do you handle your <laughs> social media, Wandia? Uh, well, hmm. I'll start with this. Um, so I am on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm, I'm on Snapchat. But yeah, as Shiko said, everyone left Snapchat. And so I was a heavy, can I say a heavy Snapchatter? I really liked Snapchat. I think if you've also read uh, our blog on Definitely for Fatties, I posted how like Snapchat helped me appreciate my body in a different way. So you can translate that as you want. Go and read the post. <laughs> but I think um, there is something about, you know, um, having yourself on camera without, you know, the edits. You know, of course, there's filters, there's all these things. But meeting yourself in the mirror like that sometimes helps you, you know, make peace with some things. And I think I think that will always be the case whenever I get on camera because you see yourself in a, you know, in that raw way before you put even the, the filter. Because now we put the filter and other people will see you in a different way. But now making the shift to Instagram, I always felt like Instagram was so... It, it is so, like, doctored or very artificial. People really do have a lot of just happy lives. Your Instagram is just those happy moments. That picture you took when you went on holiday, that um, time you went for this concert, and that's a lot of many Instagram accounts. That's how I feel about it. And then I think it was important for me to now see content that made me feel... Um, more authentic or more connected to things that I appreciate or like. So whether it means um, fat women, fat um, black women on my feed who are not trying to put filters, who make me feel comfortable in the skin that I am in or who make me feel like, yes, there is space for me on Instagram. And granted that my Instagram profile is private, but I feel like for the people who actually follow me, so I'm really big on having like just a group of 20 people who are able to see, um, especially my Instagram stories. You probably be able to follow my profile, but you can't really see my stories because my stories, I will be very insistent that you will see the good as well as the bad because I'm, I think I'm particular of people just seeing me as 
this fun person who just maybe dances and maybe lives a, a very privileged life because let's say you're traveling, you're eating cool meals and people begin to treat you in a different way because they have this assumption. And I think Twitter is big on that where they as- make assumptions about you and your life, people mm. you hang out with mm. and you find people will want to treat you in a way um, it might be in a negative way or they'll form judgment about that and I don't know people get triggered by such things mm, you know mm. um, you may be having a bad day and you're just seeing someone's life is popping mm. and you kind of get mad at that by that you can't help and compare yeah. it's I, I know people are like oh why are you comparing and whatever but I feel like you know we spend so much time scrolling on our phones and you know and then we are people who have goals and ideals of how our life should be. And then you look at online and see this pe- person is doing this or, or or wearing that or whatever. And there's a, a, a piece of you that is... I wish I could do that. Yes. Or, Man, or what did she do? Exactly. So she can do this and mm, how come I don't have mm, it? So mm. it kind of becomes... You see that comparison thing mm. where it's a competition or you beca- begin to f- uh, feel... Um, negativity towards this person because they're living a life that you probably are not living mm. but you see on the flip side it's like you do not know the entire story you do not that know is the thing other than that yeah and, and it's very automatic for people to share just the good stuff on social mm-hmm. media because mm-hmm. um, that's what gets the likes and yeah, you because you know like. i feel like even when someone is like let's say having a bad day the post that they'll post, the picture, let's say, okay, so I'm talking about Instagram mostly. So they'll post this picture of like something beautiful. Mm. And then they will write, oh, I'm having a bad day. You know, I'm feeling anxious, blah, blah, blah. But the picture they've posted is still a pretty picture. Mm. So when you like that picture, are you liking the picture or are you liking the caption? You know, mm. so I'm, I, I'm always like, I don't, I, I find it just interesting i find it fascinating because i'm not judging anyone you know do your social media like you know whatever i'm not sitting here thinking that i know you i know this is curated i know you know but i feel like Mm -hmm. at some point we need to be more honest Mm. with each other with what we are showing with what you know and I feel like we talk about it so often, but no one is doing it. It's always like, oh, let's be more authentic. Oh, let's be honest. Oh, let's be... But no one is taking that first step to be honest. We are still curating. Mm -hmm. And when I say we, I mean, it's everyone. I mean, it's even me, you know, but... It's a perform. It's performative because yes, for all of us, we already are very careful about what we're posting on social media. Exactly, and the fact that you are filtering that, it's already something that you're controlling others to see mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. get go. And and you know that's the thing. I'm always like, you're not posting this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you wa- wanted to post it for yourself, you should have put it in the note pa- the notepad <laughs> app. You take That's a picture so or a video with your camera and store it on your phone. But the moment you're putting it on social media, it's out there mm. to be received and to be perceived by mm. people. Granted, there are people who make comments that are unwarranted and whatnot, but this is about the intent behind posting things, mm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, there could be also the idea of you see something cool and you want to share it with mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. and everything. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, even this, you know, very intense, deep post, 
you share it, but this may not even be something that you're applying in your life. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might be on Tumblr and see something very nice and spiritual, and then I will share it on my Instagram stories. And probably someone will be like, damn, Tess, I mean, one day is so deep and is so <laughs> inspirational. And she, you know, she does this whole Zen thing. You know, I, I may post that I... I I'm hoping to do this yoga thing. Mm, meditating. I, yeah, meditating. And yet, maybe uh, I got to meditating after five minutes. I was just like, oh, I'm damn. done. That's me. Like, Honestly, Woo. I've tried meditating. <laughs> Let me not even lie. But my mind just wanders. What is the trick, guys? What is the trick? <laughs> the hmm? trick is to just actually sit in that discomfort. Of your mind wandering. Yeah, of your mind wandering. Let it wander and everything and always bring yourself back. So you can even chant something or mm-hmm. you can have beads so that it brings you back. So maybe at this point where you're struggling to, you know, Steal settle your, your mind, mind mm-hmm. you can have a something that helps you come back. Mm. So sometimes people use beads. I know it's very Catholic of it, yeah. But you can use beads, you can use a chant, like, you know, uh, breathing in, I am happy, you know, something, I smile. You know, some of these chants help you uh, also use your breath. Mm-hmm. So also sometimes it tells you do breathe in like you're coming from your toes and mm. then let it go breathing mm. in and you feel your toes. So it's like those little actions where you're doing a body check mm. kind of stills you into looking at this motion of taking breath from your toes to your head, to your head to your toes. Mm. So in those in those beginning moments when you're doing medica- meditation, it's like try to make it mechanical mm. so you can be comfortable even thinking that, oh man, even my ass is, is a bit sore, you're mm. tired of sitting. Mm. So you, you give yourself all these excuses. Your brain is the one you know, fighting against this idea of just sitting and being still. I'll try and then I'll <laughs> let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can even start with your li- your lying down. Ah, me, I know myself. I can't even sleep. (laughs) Kumbe, you know. You know. On brand. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, back to it. You know, people will share things that they're not even practicing. Mm. Like, it's something that they're controlling for you to see. Mm. Yeah. So, we can't be 100% certain that what you're posting is going to be 100% you. So... Uh, I was also reading another article. Uh, I think someone was actually tweeting this idea for having back-to-back or back-and-forth arguments on social media. Mm, mm. And, and I mean, this this also seems like a segue to this idea of um, this topic of feminism, where we are with our feminism. And I think, I mean, Chico and I, there was a time when we were talking about feminism, we were talking about body politics, where, you know, you'll argue with that dude from that end of Twitter and you're really in it, you want to argue, you want to say your point is this, this and this. And then this tweet read that this person who you're doing this back and forth with, who you're uh, putting your emotional vulnerability there, your hurt, your, you know, you're very passionate, you're, you're very emotional about this thing, uh, let's say it's feminism, around uh, let's say even access to family planning you know access to contraception and you probably have faced something personal like that in your life you're you know sharing this information 
But this person you're arguing with has not a care. Mm. They want to be right. Mm. They do not care that you probably um, maybe experienced, uh, you know, a life-threatening abortion mm. or that you could not access this type of contraceptive mm. and now you took something else that probably messed up your body, you know, mm. all mm. these things. Mm. They don't care. They don't have the con- context. And even if you give them, they'll just be like, no, mm. this is what it is. Mm. So, so often we put ourselves... Um, emotionally bear, we frustrate ourselves, mm. you know, this back and forth. You make yourself angry. You make yourself angry. You even get home and you're like, what the hell? And it was just an ag- Okay, I know the, I know the importance of mm. Twitter and I know people learn and people change and all that. But, and maybe that's part of why I'm off Twitter is that I felt like it was making me angry. Yeah. And I just didn't need that in my life. And, mm. I'm better off not being on Twitter, but I get it. I get, I get why people want uh, argue and do the back and forth. But the truth is that other person probably doesn't care. Yeah, You're right. Most often than not, they do not care. Yeah, you know? they've come to the timeline with this idea that, you know, abortion is wrong. It has some, you know, fuzzy thing to do with morality and mm, all and religion. And you're not gonna change, change them their mind mm. on the timeline. This. You will not be the one to change their minds. I see, I definitely agree there is that huge benefit that Twitter is a wonderful place to learn. Mm -hmm. And also for me, for that reason, I kind of um, stepped back from Twitter or started using Twitter in a different way because I felt like there was so much spilling of negative energy in my being Mm -hmm. that I felt like even just a random scroll, I get, you know, that... That hurt in my, you know, I feel pain. Mm. And I'm like, damn, I just came for the jokes. Mm. You know, I just came to my timeline. And, you know, with Twitter, you receive from all corners. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. all corners. And you don't know what it is is coming to your timeline. It will just be there. All of it. Uh, it's not filtered. You know, you may be having a, a bad day and then it just comes to your mm. social media mm. page. And I feel like. Twitter, as compared to these other platforms where you have maybe a friends list and everything, is very different because there is no filtering. It will come its way. You can't but control it. I don't know. I, 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 RT, I, no, but work. you can turn off. Like, uh, okay, there was a time I had really curated my timeline on Twitter that something could be happening and I don't know it's happening unless someone mentions it to me. But then you see that now kills the. the point of Twitter. Which it is now, fine. Yeah, I mean, well, looking well, maybe, at Maybe, no, I get what you're saying. Mm. And maybe that's why it was easy for me to live and mm. not, like, not feel any pressure. Even now yeah. when I'm, like, my, I have, I, I reactivated the account, I'm not using it. Mm. I'm not going on Twitter. I haven't downloaded the app on my phone. And part of it, I feel, is, like, towards the end of my, when I was getting onto my hiatus, I had really curated my timeline such that I had muted people, mm. I had unfollowed people, yeah. I turned off RTs for like everyone I was following. So it was a very curated timeline, yeah. which, uh, you know, and maybe that's why it was easy for me to yeah. live and now I don't feel like I'm missing anything. But yeah, it must true. be said, when I was on Twitter, my I was able to plug my blog more than right now that I'm not on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. my you can see a difference in readership from when I'd put it in on Twitter and from when I left Twitter. And for me because I just write to write, I don't write to 
increase my views or it's for me it's not a job you know it's, i write because i enjoy it it's it's not a big deal but it's definitely something to be there's something to be said about um twitter insights and um what they do for other spaces that you have um so how come you take hiatuses like i don't know what to call them like when you leave and then you go back why yeah. do you do it uh i remember my last hiatus so I just reactivated for December, you know, just to know where the plan is and <laughs> just to, you know, revel with the fun. But even then I realized, geez, Twitter is such an intense place. So after I came from Nyegenyege, so that's that uh, festival in Uganda, um, I was really upbeat. I felt very, you know, psyched and ha I had a lot of energy. And then, you know, that whole after you come from a really huge high, there's this this low that comes slowly, it kind mm. of creeps up on you and it kind of shocks you. And I just felt like, whew, this is a lot to be dealing with. And then I, I thought I could go on Twitter to, you know, uh, you know, like let loose some of that. And then I felt like Twitter was also bringing some, you know, heavy stuff at me. And I was just like, I can't do both of these at the same time. Mm. And I was like, why am I actually still on Twitter? I feel like there's so much transference there and I was like, I need a break from that to just focus on me. Mm. I want my issues. Because you know now, when you're on on like Twitter especially, you pick up a cause very easily. Because, mm -hmm. you know... And it's very destructive. For I mean, Of all the social media, <gasps> Twitter was, it was quite a distraction for me. Yeah. So I, I, I get what you're saying. Go on. Yeah, so, you know, I had all these things going on at work, in my personal life... I just come from this amazing thing that I was feeling like, whew, the low is now starting to set in that that thing that shocks you um, out of nowhere. And I just felt like I needed time to step away from Twitter and center myself. And I think at that period is when I started asking myself, like, what exactly do I get from Twitter mm. that I would miss when I'm away mm. and I was like oh it's probably the people then I was like mm, actually everyone who I want to speak with is already able to catch me onto a, on another platform where mm. it's more direct me and them it's mm. not in you know in public where people can join where people the can join into the, the conversation. conversation and I'm like okay who are you though <laughs> you know <laughs> so I was like ah, I'm holding on to this and firstly it's not giving me something that I need right now and in general actually and it was very easy for me to make that decision so I was away like from September and just came back in December and I feel like already um, I'm tired done. I'm mm. tired I'm I like, hear you sis like whoo I don't think I'm <laughs> I'm like counting the days to closing it up again and then I'm like what I can close it right now mm. There's nothing that I'm doing there. Actually, maybe just posting one, two, three. I've actually not even posted on, like, commented on any public discourse. And mm. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm very pleased that these are conversations I can pick up with people who actually have my best interests at heart. And I can have this conversation with them. I feel on Twitter, I can have this conversation openly and others will not not be um, kind about it mm. or be 
you know, empathetic of mm. having this conversation. Mm. The troll from that side of Twitter will come and attack me. Are you being you know, classist, Wandia? Exactly. You know, such You're things. being classist. No, I'm not. <laughs> Someone who's attacking me because they... From that side of Twitter. <laughs> when I say that side of Twitter, I mean... The side that doesn't follow me and oh, I don't follow Oh, okay, them. okay, gotcha. I just Just put any letter to <laughs> Twitter Z. <laughs> so that other side of Twitter that I'm like, who are you firstly for you to come into my here? mentions <laughs> to ask me if the fact that maybe I, I got into a cab and something happened to me that probably I was the one who was going, no, 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 no. So that, that's why for me I feel Twitter is a very... It's a difficult place to have a conversation, a well-meaning conversation. Okay. Now, speaking of conversations, have you ever deleted your WhatsApp or and or Telegram? Mm, I've not deleted it, but... Uninstalled? Uninstalled. No, I have never. Never? Ever. Wow. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. But I, I feel like uh, people who approach me on WhatsApp or Telegram are people who already... I don't f- have random like i don't encourage um random conversations on those yeah yeah no it's because when we talk about social media we talk about twitter instagram facebook Mm. you know but we never talk about because people look at it as whatsapp private messaging messaging, i guess but groups now you know those kind of things and no 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 so groups (laughs) i am i I left all groups (laughs) all of them i'm only in like (laughs) two three groups I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. And they are all like my friends and family. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So on WhatsApp, I think I'm very intentional on those platforms. Right. Like, uh, and I feel like it should be that I way across. But them. you know, you're right. I mean, Twitter is a different animal. And I remember I was telling you, Andia, that uh, the people you meet off Twitter are not people you'd ever meet anywhere else. And that serves as an advantage because when you stop talking to them, you never meet them again. And that, for me, was one of the best things about mm-hmm. Twitter. That all these people, even if we didn't kosana or we kosanad or whatever, when we stop talking, I am like 98% sure we'll never see each other because mm-hmm. our paths are not, like our where we hang out is not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the places we go to and all that are not the same. So we'll never meet. What brought us together was Twitter. You know, so I like I like that. I know it's a bad thing to say, but I like that about Twitter, to be honest. And uh, there's someone who tweeted that, and so it made me think of people I've met off Twitter that I don't talk to anymore. And I'm like, oh my god, you're right. I've never seen them, mm. you know, again. I feel Yay. Like whoever you are meant to meet on Twitter, you've already met them. Amen. <laughs> and so we don't really need to now do it. Yeah. Oh, let's meet up. Actually. Mm. <laughs> no, but that might be an age thing. I'm sure the youngins are still yeah, like meeting still there, and all that. You've reached your quota. I'm good now. Yeah, well, like, I, I, I'm off Twitter. Also, so. the fact that I'm not going to be engaging that much on Twitter now, probably no one is looking like, ooh, one day I'd love to meet her. Do you <laughs> regret meeting anyone off any social media platform? Oh, yeah. I am with like, you, man. Um, delete. Who's that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know them. I do. Who? Me? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) No, I feel, and it's not like as in anything bad happened, but I feel like that was such a waste of my time. You know, that was enough. Like, yeah, and that's why I'm like, oh, I'm lucky. The ones who are still in my life, it turned out well. Hmm. We're good now. Mm. Like, let's meet from other places. I know. Let's meet face to face Mm, now, mm. because. 
yeah again about this social media thing it's a very curated you don't know what you're getting someone has created this version of themselves and then and they are a sociopath in, right. in when you meet them they are pretty much right. a sociopath and so this is the the you know persona that i feel like i want to meet and then when you meet up with them it's um you start to learn new things and no, you're like that's so true you're right so the Ooh. persona they present is the person you want exactly. and then when you get to know them more and this other 90 80% that was not visible on social media they are a total different animal yes yeah, so i'm just like huh I'll, i'm done taking that risk i will judge people by how they are behaving in, you know in, in my face yes. people who I'll meet you know in all these in the clubs i kiza well i mean if you're speaking for yourself <laughs> i have n- I've ne- okay that's a lie I've been uh, there once I was once once never to be repeated again yeah so <laughs> I, I, i'm a very pro let's go back to the basics of meeting face to face um these things for tweet Twitter, Twinder, Tinder. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, is that considered social media apps, no? Those are what? Dating apps. Oh, we should have an episode on dating apps. <laughs> yeah. You know me, um, in my time, I mean, you know, back in the day. Craigslist. We had Craigslist. Am I die or gonna date? <laughs> yes, Craigslist. Like, and actually, the other day I was seeing on Instagram, there's this page called Personals. So people send uh I think to the curator of that IG account uh, a brief about themselves then people should message them or you know something. Excuse me. I I swear it's Is like Is it personal. a Kenyan thing? No, it's oh, not. Okay. So see that's how Craigslist how like used to work. Yeah, you just put section. yeah, you put as in I'm looking for yeah. you know women for man man to man whatever yeah, exactly. and then you say what it is you're looking for is it a hookup are you looking to go for a date yeah. you know all that stuff all that it stuff. was it was so I saw that and I found it pretty interesting but would I, it work in Kenya? Oh, get out. <laughs> oh. I mean <laughs> products <laughs> not available in your country. Let's <laughs> analyze it and then let Mm-hmm. Let's not get too hasty. <laughs> like, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit messy. Mm. I, I don't know what exactly it is about Kenya or, let's say, Nairobi. But, hey, it's complicated. And I just don't know what it is. But maybe in other countries it's, it is similar. Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. But, Ooh, you know, because yeah. we get also curated stories on this uh, yeah, yeah, platform. Because like, we never, guys, we just make fun of, of like Tinder or, you know, all this GoFish and whatever the other uh, one is. Bumble. Bumble. You know, guys will just make fun out of it. So we are not getting the experiences, you know. And I wish, I really want, and maybe, you know, I was, Olivia really challenged me to be more honest about my experiences mm-hmm. you know and uh, and it's hard for me i'm trying but i wish we were more honest about it and not make everything you know a joke or you know whatever it is but um yeah so i'm still i'm i i'm enjoying ig for some reason which surprises me because i had said i had sworn never never i was like snapchat damo but i feel like after that re- rihanna thing uh, it was time to go i mean you have to take a stand at some point and i took that stand and i went to ig and uh, yeah and that's actually that's my main of all this that's the main app that and my blog yeah. that's it 
And I feel like that's I, why you I find G, me. At, uh, when I joined first, I thought it was a very happy, happy watch. But I realized I just need to curate my timeline in a way that works for me and Every, what I need. All social media should be that yes. way. Follow people who exactly. you know you want to follow. Follow people who add something to yeah. you or at least don't make you feel sad. Yeah. You know, or they don't make you feel angry or, you know, because I, I feel like one of the things that Twitter made me feel is anger and it was not productive anger. You know, if I'm going to be angry, it needs to be productive, not because some niglet said some nonsense thing without thinking, you know. Some what? Niglet. <laughs> well. <laughs> you know them. You know, just not, like, lack of thinking is a big thing. And sure. it was, I was getting sure. angry and I'm like, this is not productive anger. Yeah. So, you know. And you know the thing is, it wasn't honest. Like, a lot of it wasn't honest. That is the thing. Because people, when you meet them in real life, they, they behave differently. They are so I'm just like, what is it, this monster that <laughs> Twitter, it just gives you, like, this terrible, you know, poison in your mm. veins that you just become and morph into this person who can't have a logical conversation. I mean, for real, for real, there's people who have insulted me on Twitter, you know, directly. Mm. Then we meet in real life, they're saying, Let's hug and I'm like, um... I don't know you like um, that. Shonoka. Um, are you... Uh, uh, are you alright? Like, <laughs> what is happening right now? I'm confused, you know? It's very, I've, you had, know it's, I've had it's, many it's stories weird, like that. I mean, right? I, I don't mean to... So that confuses me and I was just like, this place is of the devil. Mm? And I don't like playing with the devil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> simply. Well, we could go on and on. <laughs> we could really go on. But... I think that is enough yeah. discussion. What is the conclusion? The conclusion is, do you, you know? But if you're selling us something, you know, <laughs> excuse what I think. I mean, excuse the con the, what I'm already thinking when I'm consuming your content, yeah. you know? That's, that's, that's my conclusion. I mean, yeah. like, but let's all do you. And let's try, you know, once in a while, let's, you know, show what life really is like. Yeah. Be honest. Have some vulnerable moments, you know. Oh yes, that's a topic we're gonna we are gonna talk yeah. about. As in, don't feel bad about unfollowing someone. Yes. When, like don't. Think if it twice. doesn't serve if your you, purpose. If you go to the timeline and see this account and you just, like, oh, this do it today. Mm. Today. Don't mute. Don't. Thank you. Unfollow. Follow. Move on. And other people should also learn to understand that I've unfollowed you. It's not that you know I stabbed you. Calm down. And let's let's keep that energy also in real life. You know, if you block me, if I've blocked you, let's not pretend when yeah. we meet. Like we don't know each other. Let's right. just ignore each other. Right. Like, let's keep that same energy. Right. Ooh, I love that. Mm. Keep that same energy mm. on social media mm. and then in real life. Mm -hmm. This thing for acting brand new. Razin. We're not taking it like this. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Never. Keep the same energy. And I think We'll end it on that lovely note. note. But as usual, Wandia, what are you listening to? So I'm listening to Bas, B-A-S. The Jameson guy, <laughs> Connect guy. Yeah, oh my God, his performance was really good. You went and for Jameson anyway. I know you went for it. I cannot believe it. And you had said you <laughs> Actually, were not going. in some ways, I kind of, well. That's, played yourself. I kind of played myself because I was just like, whew, maybe it wasn't really 100%. <laughs> uh, what you should have done what I should have done <laughs> that day but, but here actually, we are the good thing is 
um i got to watch bass his performance was really good and his album milky way is i could listen to it from the beginning to the end repetitively so i think that was a good good output from it other than that yeah shiko what are you listening to uh, i'm listening to rational um do you even know That's who rational is wow I'm See just now. asking. Am I the, fa, fa, I'm just asking. Who's being classist? <laughs> anyway, so so Rational has a new EP out. Um, I love Rational. I think I listened to an earlier album. Yes, actually. the yes. the self titled album. Yes, well, yes. on December seventh, I don't know. Sometime in December, he released an EP. So it's been on rotation. It's called the High Hopes EP. You can check it out. It's only like six songs or something. I like Kindred uh, and One on One. So, yeah, that's what I'm listening to. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And we shall see you on the flip side. This podcast is recorded at What's Good Studios, who also provide technical assistance. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, CastBox, or anywhere you get your podcasts.